0: You know, we attach poverty to spirituality and they don't belong together. So my job is to separate them for you. Your job is just to interpret it and see whether I'm telling you what thus saith the Lord or not. And that's it.
1: Listening to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hillard. Glad you're with us today as we continue a message, Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And, Pastor, I think we do, as you just pointed out, sometimes attach spirituality and then whether or not we have money. Uh, they get connected in so many of our minds. And you're saying, no, it's not the way it is. I'm just going to break down Scripture for you.
0: It's not necessarily so. Uh, You know, I tease our congregation. I say, Jesus said, the poor you have with you always. But he didn't say I had to be one of them. (laughs) True. And uh, so (laughs) sometimes, you know, I think it goes back to when individuals took a vow of poverty. Mm -hmm. And I understand. I understand. uh, But God had people who were rich and who used and we do today you know, look at the founder of Quaker Oats. Yeah. He still gives to this organization, you know, through his trust. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, on and on it goes. And I just want them, you know, I don't want them to espouse a prosperity gospel, but I don't want them to espouse a poverty gospel either, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I tell them, look, when someone says, thus saith the Lord, you better check it to make sure that the Lord said thus. And so in this particular message, I challenge them, you know, don't take what I say. Uh, go back and be a Berean, Acts seventeen eleven. And these were more noble than those in Thessalonica, for they searched the Scriptures to see if those things were so. Yeah. And that's what, you know, the venerable scholar who's gone on beat the Lord now, Dr. Warren Wearsbeast has said it this way, when I open the Bible, God opens his mouth. When I close the Bible, God closes his mouth. And that's it.
1: And I love the fact that you are getting people into scripture. And, and so that's why we begin just about every program by saying, grab a Bible, join us in today, Proverbs chapter three. So join us there as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. Here's Pastor Ford.
0: So now, uh, we're going to look at what Solomon is doing. Well, the book of Proverbs, you know it already. Uh, It is a father uh, telling a son uh, how to live life, Uh, how to have a life uh, that will leave a legacy and that will be lengthy. And so Solomon is conveying life-changing truth to his children. Uh, You can see it in chapter 3, the chapter we're in. Look at verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. Uh, Look at what he says in verse 11. Uh, My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord. Look at what he says in verse 21. My son, let them not depart from thine eyes, keep sound wisdom and discretion. So each one of these uh, lessons starts with my son. Uh, So He's, he's talking about, of course, he uses the Tetragrammaton. I don't have to explain that to anybody now, right? Everybody knows what that is, right? Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D is called the Tetragrammaton. What's it called? The Tetragrammaton. And it is the what? The proper name of God, which would be Yahweh. So Hebrew is a unical language, which means it's all capitals and they have no vowels. I know you say, I ain't come here for that today. Uh, So you need to know when you're looking at that capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, who is it a reference to? Yahweh God. And it points to the person of Jesus Christ. Okay. And so uh, Yahweh of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ of the New Testament. And I share stuff with you all the time so that you can know that that is true. So in Exodus, uh, he says, he says, strike the rock. And Moses strikes the rock. And then in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 4, it says, and the rock that followed them was Christ. And so here, the New Testament writer Paul says, when you look at the rock, don't see that it was a rock rock. It was the rock of ages. That rock was Jesus Christ. And so he says, this was Christ. So you have in the Old Testament pictures of Jesus Christ where it tells us. So, for example, Genesis 28, Jacob went to sleep. And what did he see? A ladder. And what was on the ladder? Angels descending and ascending in the ladder. Okay, look at John chapter 1. Look at John chapter 1. John chapter 1. So in Genesis 28, there was a ladder. Angels were descending and ascending. Now, what does the ladder represent in the Old Testament? Angels are what? Messengers. So the ladder represents revelation. They're bringing messages from God to man and from man to God. That's why it says descending and ascending. Why? Because revelation starts in heaven, not on earth. Everybody still with me? Okay. So now listen to what he says in John chapter 1 and verse 51. And let me start at 50. Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believeth thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Who's the Son of Man? Jesus. Jesus is identifying himself as the latter. So what is he? He's the revelation of God to man. Hebrews chapter 1, God, who in sundry times and divers manners spoke in time past unto us by the prophets, has in the last days spoken unto us by his Son. Christ is the living word. Everything that God wanted to say to us, he wrapped it up in the person of Jesus Christ. So then he identifies himself as the latter of Genesis 28. Okay, so, you know. Okay, Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 6, you have what? It says, uh, in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the earth. And so in, in uh, John chapter 6, go ahead, one more. Turn to John chapter 6, John chapter 6. So Isaiah, who did Isaiah see? God. Okay, so did he see God the Father, God the Son, our God, the Holy Spirit. Well, look at what it says in, oh, John 12. I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong reference. John 12. John 12. Listen to what it says. Uh, I'll, I'll start at 37. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him. Talking about Jesus. That the saying of Isaiah, the prophet, might be fulfilled which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord be revealed? Therefore, they could not believe because that Isaiah, said it again, he had blinded their eyes, hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart and be converted. And I should heal them. Listen to this. These things saith Isaiah when he saw his glory and spoke of him. So John says, Isaiah saw his glory and spoke of him. Well, where did the last reference come from? Isaiah chapter 6. So then who is John saying Isaiah saw when he saw his train filling the earth and high and lifted up? Jesus. Uh, so then we said then uh, that he's saying you have to make Jesus Christ Lord. Make him Lord of your mind, verse 4. Make him Lord of your movements, verses 5 and 6. Make him Lord of your morals, verse 7. Make him Lord of your maturation, verse Verse 11, that's your growth. And then your money and materials, verses 9 and 10. So then the first reason for money is what? Spiritual worship. worship. Mm -hmm. So then when we look at this text, we, we laid all the groundwork. Let's break into the text now. Honor the Lord with thy substance and the first fruits of all of thy increase. Here's the first reason he says he gave us money for worship. It is reverence to God. So the word honor comes from the word. I gave you the word last week. Anybody remember it? Kabod. And what is kabod? Kabod is a what kind of word? A worship word. It's translated glory. It's translated majesty. Now get this now. Glory and majesty has been tied to money and materials. Why would you do that, God? Why would you tie I want y'all to jump in. The water's fine. Why would God tie worship with wealth? Why does he tie them together with this word, kabod? Now, remember, there are nine other words for glory in the Old Testament. But why this one here, honor the Lord? Because we are giving God esteem and you cannot worship apart from money. That's what he's trying to teach us. If there is no money, there is no worship. That's what he's trying to teach us. Uh, That we, uh, where there is no giving, there is no worship. And where there is no worship, there is no esteem. So then the highest level of giving, you remember the four levels of motivation? Okay, here we are. Watch this. Discipline is the lowest form of motivation for a believer. And then you move from discipline to duty. That's okay to go through all this, and then you go from duty to delight, and then you go to devotion. Okay, this is what he's saying. He's saying when you love God, and you're, you're, he's the Lord of all those things, Lord of your mind, Lord of your movements, Lord of your morals, Lord of your money, Lord of your maturation, then you give to God because you love him, all right? And delight Is you do something because you like to. And duty says you do something because you ought to. And discipline says I do it because I have to. All right, remember that? And so here's what we're talking about here in this passage. The highest form of devotion where I give to God because I love him. I understand who he is. That's what the word kabod means, to esteem the value of something or someone. And remember, what do I say all the time? We can't give God all that he's worth, but we can give God all that we're worth. And so what does he ask of us? He says, you show this devotion to me by giving me 10% of what you earn." And so then that's the highest level. In other words, here's what I'm trying to say. You cannot separate giving from worship. That's what he's trying to teach us here.
1: Don't you love that truth? Giving is to be a part of our worship. And maybe as an offering to the Lord, you want to give a gift to ministry. Well, you could support this radio program so that we can reach even more people with the good news of the gospel through Pastor Ford's teaching. Come to our website, give online. Our website is treasuredtruthradio.org. Look for the link that says make a donation. You can give a one-time gift or a regular monthly gift. Again, our website is treasuredtruthradio.org and click on make a donation. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford.
0: And so even in Genesis 22, where he reveals that name, anybody remember the name he reveals in Genesis 22? Abraham sacrificing Isaac. Jehovah-Jireh. And what did Abraham say? I and the child will go yonder and worship. worship." So he was even looking at the sacrifice of Isaac as an act of worship. And so we then need to understand then uh, that we have been called to worship God. Now watch this. Watch this. I want to show you something. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians 16. Now concerning the collection for the saints, I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye, upon the first day of the week. Stop. That is so important because he... Now, what's he talking about in that passage right there? What's he talking about? Okay, what's he talking about? Giving. Now, Now, giving. Yes. And he talks about giving on the first day of the week. Why does he connect giving with the first day of the week? Because that is the day that God has reserved for us to worship him. So then Paul is saying, when you gather together for worship, now this is about a special offering, but he's saying, take it when you all gather together to worship the Lord. Why? Because you cannot separate your giving from your worship. So the first day of the week is so significant. See, giving involves money, but it's not primarily about money. It's primarily about worship. And so notice, uh, what's this first day of the week? It's the seventh day. What's the seventh day called from the Jewish perspective? Sabbath. What do we call it? Saturday. But what is the first day of the week? Sunday. Okay, so why do we worship on Sunday and not on Saturday? Because the Lord Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week, and it became the transition uh, from Jewish to Christian where we begin to worship him on Sunday and not on Saturday. And so people who tell you, you ain't worship on the right day, first of all, they don't read their Bible because Colossians chapter 1 says, don't let anybody judge you on the day that you worship. Why would Paul say that? Oh, why wouldn't Paul say you worship on Sunday and not on Saturday? Because Paul wants us to know every day should be Sunday. Every day is the day that we get up and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it that I get up and I worship God every morning and I praise him every evening. That's what he's trying to convey. But I want you to see the difference. So what's the difference? This is Bible study now, all right? So, what's the difference? The focus of the seventh day is on completion. God, Genesis chapter 2, rested on the seventh day. He rested on the seventh day. That's Saturday. And he rested because he completed the work of creation. He wasn't tired. He was through. Yeah. So then the eighth day, New beginnings. So eight is the number of new beginnings. So the seventh day is Jewish, and the eighth day is Christian. So then the seventh day, uh, that's God's covenant with Israel. The eighth day, that's God's covenant with the church. So then on the seventh day, the focus is creation. What's the eighth day focus? Calvary. Yeah, Calvary, where Christ died. So then the seventh day focuses on the work of the Father. The eighth day focuses on the work of the Son. So then we said God rested on the seventh day. What's the focus of the eighth day? Resurrection. When did he get up? On Sunday, early Sunday morning. All right. So then in the seventh day, the Father ceased his work. But on the eighth day, the son was seated because of his work. The son was seated. Yeah, in other words, he sat down at the right hand of the father because his work was done. Yeah, God ceased his work from creation. Christ ceased his work from salvation, from saving us. So you have the difference between law and grace. So when we look at this, what I'm trying to get, why are you going through all this? Why are you want? We ain't going to remember. Okay, if you don't remember it, you've been exposed to it. And you begin to understand and make the connection so that you'll see you can be able to make the distinction, I'm not preaching about money to get money. <laughs> I'm preaching about money to show you the connection between money and the God who saved you. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to show you uh, that God, uh, and, and I'm going to show, you know, we, when we get to some of these purposes, the other six purposes, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this one. I'm not going to spend as much time on the other ones, or, except for the second one, because when I when I show you uh, that God wants you to have money, that God doesn't want you to be poor, but you, you need to understand that it's not like prosperity gospel, but you don't fill out the baby with the bathwater, that God does want you to be prosperous. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, we attach poverty to spirituality and they don't belong together. <laughs> they don't belong. So, so my job is to separate them for you. Your job is just to interpret it and see whether I'm telling you what thus saith the Lord or not. <laughs> and that's it. And so when you look at it then, notice he says then, go back to Proverbs. Go back to Proverbs. I just want you to see that and make the connection. He says, and now notice the partnership, you with me in the notes, the partnership necessary to determine the reverence. It says, honor the Lord with. There's the partnership. What are you doing? It's inseparable. It is what wet is the water, inseparable. Blue is the sky, inseparable. Heat is the fire, inseparable. Intelligence is the forward inseparable. It's inseparable. In other words, he says, you must have something that determines honor in order for it to be honor. Okay, let me give you an example. Some of you know what happened to me Uh, the first time I went to Puerto Vallada. uh, We just love it over there. First time I went, uh, it was the person who built this sanctuary uh, said, uh, hey, uh, what are you going to do for your anniversary? And uh, I said, we're going to go downtown and for the weekend just enjoy yourself. Hey, would you like to go to my condo in Puerto Vallada, Mexico? Uh, Sure. Uh, You think you can get away? I know we can. I don't need to pray about that when it's in the will of God I discerned it and so went down there the guy guy put $3,000 in our pocket put his first class we went down there stayed down there 10 days it was I mean it was off the chain it was off the chain and and so I went down and I said uh, okay my name is James Ford and uh, you know I'm able to do everything today he looks in the register he says I don't see your name I said, man, we just flew from Chicago. Yeah, he, he, my name is on there. I don't see your name, sir. And I said, well, Mr. Hickman. He said, what? He said, why didn't you say that? You're his guest? Yes. Oh, well, let me tell you how this works. Nothing is in your name. Everything is in his name. Now, you can do Everything that we have, and they had everything, massages, weight room, steam, sauna, mud wraps, mud faces, I mean, mani-pedi for the wife, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the food was free, every fiesta and siesta and everything they had was free. He said, but you have to do one thing. I said, what I got to do? He said, you got to sign his name, not yours. I got to sign his name if you want the amenities that belong here, you have to sign his name because you don't own anything here. Whoa. Huh. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, that's it, that's it. Uh, uh, everything I did that week, that, that, well, that 10 days, I signed his name, you know. I'm always, you get a kick out of this, I say, baby, I'm gonna preach this thing when I get back.
1: And now we get to hear all about it. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And we'll continue this teaching next time on the broadcast. Hope you make it a point to listen. You know, if you're like me, your life is busy and you can't always be listening to this program on the radio each and every day. But you don't have to miss Pastor Ford's teaching. A number of different ways you can connect with it. First, come to the website. It's treasuretruthradio.org. You can stream the program through your computer or mobile device. You can also download an MP3 for free. You can sign up to begin podcasting the program, or you can get the Moody Radio app if you don't have that already. Now, the app is free, and it's available for your Apple and Android products. And not only can you listen to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, but other programs produced by Moody Radio and streaming music stations now, you can find the app by going to your favorite app store, like the iOS app store, Google Play, and searching for Moody Radio. But we'll link you to it when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of the Moody Bible Institute.